0: today, we're going to get into harm reduction. I often talk about all harm, no reduction. Got a little clip here, a little five-minute clip that we're going to watch together. I'm going to give some commentary. So Sarah Nelson, she is probably one of the greatest things to happen to the Seattle City Council in years and years and years. On top of that, having Mayor Bruce Harrell, who's come in with a slightly different approach. I mean, he's, he's doing some work. It's not all great. And it's not all, you know, bunnies and flowers and butterflies here in Seattle, but there's a few things that are going in the right direction. Sarah Nelson on the city council is one of them. And if you don't know who Sarah Nelson is, she's one of the co-owners of the Fremont Brewing Company. And there's one of their beers that we'll get into that I love. Plus, Sarah Nelson is simply reasonable. And she asks a couple of reasonable questions and the answer she gets back from some folks in Seattle, that's what we're going we're to get into. We're going we're to think about their answers a little bit. And we're going to talk about them. We're going to reimagine. We're going to rethink. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Confronting Harm Reduction. Seattle Council Member Sarah Nelson picked apart harm reduction experts during a public meeting. She asked for data showing the effectiveness of this model the panel couldn't give a straight answer. This is Jonathan Cho. Uh, Again, some amazing work by Jonathan Cho. He is kicking out some great stuff. And this is one of those pieces. This is a piece that kind of shows what happens when a normal business owner, responsible human being comes up with some very basic questions on the concept of harm reduction, which to me, it's like, all right, we know you're going to use drugs anyway, but here you go. Have some clean ones. Okay, that makes sense. But what we're doing now is we're handing out meth pipes and going down on all these other roads of, you know, ah, it's harm reduction. Is it or is it all harm and no reduction? That's where I kind of sit. Let's listen to what. Uh, let's listen to the, the dialogue back and forth. It's it's pretty interesting. Here we go. I got to make it big for you. Make it big. Here we go.
1: Harm reduction, it seems like and this is maybe in the popular conception of the term, sort of came to the fore during the AIDS epidemic when people were um, dying uh, and, and transmitting uh, HIV through needles. And so definitely needle exchanges were a, were harm reduction. They were stopping the spread of disease and also death. But um but then it seems as though the concept has gotten wider, and so for one example, I know that um, when pipes are being distributed, I would like to know what is the what is the harm that's being reduced by the distribution of uh, supplies that simply help people to use drugs, and what is how do you measure the effectiveness of that public investment?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Um- Simple question: You're handing out stuff that helps people do drugs. how how does that, how does that really work? Super basic question. And number two, how do you measure it? Okay. Keep those in mind.
2: The, so um, two things. (laughs) Number one is anecdotally um, when, and actually it's, there's evidence that says if we can keep people from using needles, it stops the transmission of disease, right? So when people are, when people smoke drugs um, versus people injecting drugs, there's less harms,
0: except people dying from fentanyl overdoses. What about that? Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I get what you're saying. All right. You know, doing this versus doing this. Mm, Yeah. But you got fentanyl now. My kid's dead. Cause he probably took something with fentanyl in it. So your argument that it's better to smoke to me is wildly backwards. But well, let's let's keep rolling.
2: Cause to people. So if um so that is one lo- one th- that's one piece of evidence and logic piece to it. The second
0: that is not logical, that is not evidentiary, right? It's just not. That was a total bullshit answer. Period.
2: The second is that with um let me go. Okay, cuz he
0: doesn't real really this, this slide yeah. real
2: quick. So with the increase in fentanyl use, one of the things that we know is that people are not Injecting drugs like they used to. Um, Most of the fentanyl that is coming in now um, is in the form of pills or in the form of powders that people can either smoke, ingest, snort. Um, They don't need a needle to use. And so, what happens is if we cannot bring them in for services, uh, then they're much more vulnerable to overdose all the negative impacts. Um, and so one of the pieces of evidence that's really clearly emerging is that by
0: hitting Are they? Are you really helping them by giving them a crack pipe? Because that's all they're coming in for. They're not. They're coming in because they're doing drugs. They're not coming in to say, hey, sign me up for treatment. Hey, sign me up for detox. No, they're coming in to get the free pipe because they want to go do their drugs. This other stuff is just smoke screen.
2: Now, smoking supplies for people- It brings them in for service. Um, It brings them in to get access to naloxone. It brings them in to get access to buprenorphine. It brings them in for for access to a case manager. It brings them in.
0: Which is for after you overdose. So are you really helping them by giving them a pipe that they can do their drugs with, encouraging them to overdose, and then they'll have the right supplies to bring them back? Does that make any sense at all? No, it doesn't.
2: To identify if they have fentanyl in their drugs, all that type of stuff. So, um, passing out uh, smoking supplies has really proven an effective tool for engaging people in other types of services.
0: How's that working out? How about the record numbers of fentanyl overdoses in King County right now? How's that working out? You're handing out these pipes people are dying at record rates. How's that working out? How is your harm reduction policy in reality working out? Doesn't seem like it's going in the right direction, does it? Intuitively, this makes about zero sense, as does harm reduction in general. So you would track the number
1: of people that that receive smoking supplies and uh, and go into treatment, and so that would be a measurement of success of that investment? Do you
2: have those numbers? Um, there's been info briefs uh, about the number of people who have been given smoking supplies and had got, received access to naloxone or received ac- access to a case manager or received access to other types Getting of supplies. Naloxone
1: I'm sorry, you- about-
0: An info brief? What's, I'm sorry. Where's the statistical evidence we're talking about? This makes no sense. This literally, this, this makes no sense. This is just some gibberish.
1: That's an anti overdose. Can
0: you not interrupt? Please. Uh, oh, go after yourself. So, so Sarah Nelson interrupted and said, Hey, and somebody said, Oh, please don't interrupt. Probably another one of these Looney Tune city council members, right?
2: I, I don't have information in front of me that talks about, and maybe let me stop and, uh,
0: because it doesn't exist. You're talking out your ass.
2: My friends are closer okay, to the work good. than I am. I mean, is there anything you want to add? Or
0: So why is he speaking on this if he's not in the work? Uh, so, so now we're going to hear from people even less qualified. They're her, his friends. Okay. And they're just going to jabber around about nothing. Uh-oh, not they're in the hot seat. Too. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we got to make a comment. Uh,
3: So, I mean, I'll just say, I know it can be a little controversial, but uh, one of the key tenets of harm reduction uh, that I see is that we want to be able to facilitate and champion autonomy of people who use drugs. And so, uh, you know, there are folks who don't want to stop using drugs. There are folks for whom abstinence is not... Uh, Something with by which they measure their success in life. So, uh, you know, like Brad said, people come in, they get safer smoking supplies. They don't uh, have to inject if they're smoking. Uh, our fo- our friends at People's Harm Reduction Alliance invented a whole new pipe so that people could smoke uh, and not inject, which is proven to be safer.
0: What? You're giving them a great new way to get those drugs in their system and kill them. Here, 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 ultimately, ultimately what we're talking about here is, oh, you just kind of want to let people do drugs. We're okay with it. I'm not okay with it. If I have to pay for your ass because, you know, 911 call comes out and has to do, you know, two, three different, you know, overdose, you know, drills on you, I'm not okay with that. I'm just not okay with that. I'm not okay with taxpayer money going towards all these folks in Seattle that are living in tents that, that basically consist of the homeless encampments. I am not okay with taxpayer money being spent on this lifestyle just because you feel like autonomy is important to somebody's drug use. Not okay with that. They should, this kind of stuff that's killing people should be illegal. People should be thrown in jail. Don't care people who are peddling it should be thrown in jail for a long time get them off the street we know we can do that we choose not to because we've got knuckleheads like this one in seattle who probably don't have any children i would guess because if they did i think you'd see a different approach to this these these folks don't have anything you know personally on the line they're just like no let everybody do their own drugs and you know to a certain extent i'm like okay Yeah. We got cigarettes. They're really bad for you. They're still out there, but the drugs that are killing people and the drugs that are creating this situation where you got to go out and steal from the community because you need money to buy the drugs. And then this whole backfilling with city taxpayer money so that here's your pipe here, go for it. I'm not okay with that. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just the whole harm reduction thing.
3: Uh, method of uh, using drugs. So, uh, I mean, abstinence is great if that's...
0: With the exception of those who are dying from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't think that we're focusing on those statistics as much. <laughs> I mean, clearly. You know, th- these folks, they're all good until one of their best friends ODs and then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this isn't going in the right direction. And it's not, it's clearly not. It's clearly not. And yet you still got these, these people who are just, you know, I don't know what goes through their mind. It's just, it, it it's flat out just, yeah, not good.
3: Something that you... Uh, have planned for you, but sometimes people are just going to use drugs and it's not going to lead to abstinence. And I think our mission and I think what we've been able to do really successfully with this program is to show that people can use drugs uh, safely, we can help folks get access to resources if that's something that they're interested in, but ultimately uh, autonomy, bodily autonomy is key.
1: Um, And I just want to clarify that the panelists here today um, are joined us so that we can hear directly from the folks who are on the front lines uh, doing this work, saving lives and doing it on a shoestring. I do agree that um, given that the city has provided funding for these activities, um, the conversation around um uh around metrics is important. And I agree that we should continue those conversations, but um, I really wanted to um, take today to center ourselves in uh, the understanding of what harm reduction is.
0: Well, I, I, think, yeah, I think you get an idea there, right? It's What, 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 you know, what did you think of their explanations? Yeah, ultimately, they had no data. We had an info brief. Whatever that may be. There's some anecdotal evidence. Bottom line is if you're smoking anything out on the streets, you're probably not getting it from your doctor. It is not authorized in your HMO. Your healthcare plan is not, you know, handing you whatever drugs that you're smoking. So every single pill that you crush up, every little bit of powder that you get to smoke could kill you. So where's the reduction in harm in that? Every single time you smoke this crazy stuff, and we know it, everybody knows it, everybody knows it, and that's where the harm reduction absolutely breaks down because it used to be, all right, the needle thing, the needle thing. In the day of AIDS, yes, HIV, yes, all right, intravenous drug users, you know, people with HIV passing that around before we had all the technology and medicine that we do today. Look at Magic Johnson still going strong, right? You got Charlie Sheen just out there with the best of them, right? Yeah, they've got a lot of money. They could, they, they were able to make it go. And, you know, Magic Johnson from, from day one back in the day, he, you know, had to quit and, um, kind of just, you know, work on, on doing his thing. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about people possibly you know, dying of an infected needle here. We're talking about every single time one of these people in a tent lights up, they could die. And we know that to be true. I mean, my that happened to my son. Whatever he took, he is no longer with us. Accidental overdose. So when I talk about this stuff, it's not I'm just blowing smoke, you know, uh, wherever. This is reality. And these kind of folks here, that we just saw, you know, talk about, (laughs) give examples of how the harm reduction is working. I think you have a really good idea of it's not working. There's no data to show that this makes any sense at all. And especially considering the drugs that folks are doing now, giving them a pipe you're just encouraging people to kill themselves. So if by harm reduction, you mean, you know, allowing people to kill themselves, if you want to go down that route and and have that be the conversation, because that's ultimately what you're saying, right? We want to allow people just to take themselves out. And we, you know, we still sell cigarettes, right? We know that those cause cancer, but we want to let people do their own thing to the point where it is an absolute epidemic. And that's what you've got going on right now. And look at all the warnings that we put on, you know, cigarettes and we tax the F out of it and no longer have billboards. We recognize that it's bad, but here in harm reduction world, ah, give them a new pipe. It'll be good. Cause we'll, you know, we'll, 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 say that they're coming in for services. They're going, they're going, they're going to, we're going to give them that medication that brings them back from the overdose. Cause that's, you know, that's harm reduction. So you're giving them something to overdose with, and then you're giving them something on the other end to bring them back. How does that make any sense at all? And this argument that, ah, we've got to have bodily autonomy. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I do agree with that to some extent, but when it is an epidemic, then you got to do something. And that's what we're, that's what we're looking at. And we should not be handing out, you know, taxpayer-funded pipes for these folks. No, we should be making this as uncomfortable an experience as possible because it is killing people, period. End of story. So there's that. These folks that are doing these drugs, they don't have the ability oftentimes to make good decisions. And until they bottom out, till they either go to jail, you know, they overdose for the 13th time, and then they realize, ah, you know what, my days are going to be numbered if I don't clean this up, if I don't clean this lifestyle up. They don't have the ability, the drugs are so strong now, they don't have the ability to make those rational decisions. And so this whole thing of, oh, we need to have some autonomy in our lives. Yes, I do agree with that, but these folks don't have the ability to even recognize You know, what they're doing other than they are just on 100% autopilot, steal from the community, sell stolen goods, get the next hit, take the next hit, rinse, repeat all day long. And that's why you've got, you know, property theft going through the roof. It's happening all over. It's happening to communities here in Seattle that have never seen theft in the last 30, 40 years. That is happening on the daily. So where's your reduction in harm there? Yeah. Encouraging people to, here, here's a new, you know, newfangled pipe. You can smoke it. It's so much better for you and it might kill you. And in case it does, we're going to give you some naloxone on the tail end so that you can revive yourself. And these folks even say, they go as far to say, you know what, if you're gonna do drugs, do do drugs in a in a group. We encourage our our drug abusers to do drugs in groups because then that way when you overdose, you know, somebody can, you know, squirt a little squirt a little something, something up your nose and uh, off you go, right? Yeah. Where's the harm reduction in that? You're just keeping people alive so that they can overdose another day. Because that's invariably, statistically, what's gonna happen. So the lack of evidence by these Seattle officials, whatever they are, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So you can see uh, the, um, you can see with a city council like this and with folks in our system like this, you can see how things have gotten so bad because you're dealing with people that have a complete lack of logic and responsibility and re- reasonableness. This is not reasonable encouraging people to kill themselves just because they, you know, autonomous, you know, that whole thing. Really? Do you really think that's the best choice? Is that really, you know, what's best for humanity? Ah, just let them OD, it's all good. Yeah, you know, just OD in a tent on the sidewalk, on the street because we're letting them live there. Is that the best we can do? It doesn't feel like it, right? But when you've got knuckleheads like this in this video that we just listened to, that's Seattle. out that of Seattle. And you wonder how we got there? That's how we got there with just terrible policy like that, that does not work. That clearly there's, you know, statistically speaking for the situation right now, you got nothing. You got goose eggs. And then the guy's just floundering around. Uh, Yeah, well, there's an info, whatever. And hey, do you guys have anything else to add? And those other three are just like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, we believe people should just be allowed to kill themselves on the daily. That's what we're, you know, autonomy. We're good with it. It's okay. All right. How is that really helping people? It's not. That's why that whole harm reduction Those two words don't go together. One of the reasons I'm a big fan of Sarah Nelson is they own a little beer company called Fremont Brewing, and it's got this epic golden pilsner. Now, the beer is amazing, but the can, even more so. Look at the art here. That is just the coolest damn can ever. Now, this won the 2023 World Beer Championship. It got the gold. It's a a pilsner... I just love Fremont Brewing. Oh, let's just say that. I mean, it's just, you can't find the Golden Pilsner because yeah, everybody likes their pale ales here in Seattle. So, all right, that's it for me. Thank you so much for being here. Love to have you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Hit the like button. Do all that crazy stuff. You guys are doing it. Got amazing run here of you guys just engaging with content. So I'm going to keep it up. You do your thing. I'll do mine. Thanks again for being here. We'll catch up soon. Bye for now.